Welcome back to our second episode um, of A Monster Calls by Patrick Ness, read by K.T. Houghton. Mom, Connor asked, stepping into the kitchen. He knew she wouldn't be in there. He couldn't hear the kettle boiling, which she always did first thing, but he'd found himself asking for her a lot lately when he entered rooms in the house. He didn't want to startle her, just in case she'd fallen asleep somewhere she hadn't planned to. But she wasn't in the kitchen, which meant she was probably still up in her bed, which meant Connor would have to make his own breakfast, something he'd grown used to doing. Fine. Good, in fact. Especially this morning. He walked quickly to the bin and stuffed the plastic bag he was carrying down near the bottom, covering it up with other rubbish so it wouldn't be obvious. There, he said to no one, and stood breathing for a second. Then he nodded to himself and said, Breakfast. Some bread in the toaster, some cereal in a bowl, some juice in a glass, and he was ready to go, sitting down at the little table in the kitchen to eat. His mum had her own bread and cereal, which she bought at a health food shop in town, and which Connor thankfully didn't have to share. It tasted as unhappy as it looked. <laughs> he looked up at the clock, 25 minutes before he had to leave. He was already in his school uniform, his rucksack packed for the day and waiting by the front door, all things he had done for himself. He sat with his back to the kitchen window, the one over the sink that looked out onto their small back garden, across the train tracks, and up to the church with its graveyard, and its yew tree. Connor took another bite of his cereal. His chewing was the only sound in the whole house. It had been a dream. What else could it have been? When he had opened his eyes this morning, the first thing he looked at was his window. It had still been there, of course, no damage at all, no gaping hole into the back garden. Of course it had. Only a baby would have thought it really happened. Only a baby would believe that a tree, seriously, a tree, had walked down the hill and attacked the house. He laughed a little at the thought, at how stupid it all was, and he stepped out of bed to the sound of a crunch beneath his feet. Every inch of his bedroom floor was covered in short, spiky yew tree leaves. He put another bite of cereal in his mouth, definitely not looking at the rubbish bin where he had stuffed the plastic bag full of leaves he'd swept up first thing this morning. It had been a windy night. They'd clearly blown in through his open window. Oh, clearly. He finished his cereal and toast, drank the last of his juice, then rinsed the dishes and put them in the dishwasher. Still twenty minutes to go. He decided to empty the rubbish bin altogether, less risky that way, and took the bag out to the wheelie bin in front of the house. Since he was already making the trip, he gathered up the recycling and put that out too. Then he got a load of sheets going in the washer that he'd hang out on the line when he got back from school. He went back to the kitchen and looked at the clock. Still ten minutes left. Still no sign of Connor, he heard from the top of the stairs. He let out a long breath he hadn't realized he was holding in. You've had breakfast, his mum asked, leaning against the kitchen door frame. Yes, mum, Connor said, rucksack in his hand. You're sure? Yes, Mum. She looked at him doubtfully. Connor rolled his eyes. 
Toasting cereal and juice, he said. I put the dishes in the dishwasher and took the rubbish out, his mom said quietly, looking at how neat he'd left the kitchen. There's washing going too, Connor said. You're a good boy, she said. And though she was smiling, he could hear sadness in it too. I'm sorry I wasn't up. It's okay. It's just this new round of it's okay, Connor said. She stopped, but she still smiled back at him. She hadn't tied her scarf around her head yet this morning, and her bare scalp looked too soft, too fragile in the morning light, like a baby's. It made Connor's stomach hurt to see it. Was that you I heard last night? she asked. Connor froze. When? Sometime after midnight, must have been, she said, shuffling over to switch on the kettle. I thought I was dreaming, but I could have sworn I heard your voice. Probably just talking in my sleep, Connor said flatly. Probably, his mom yawned. She took a mug off the rack handle hanging by the fridge. I forgot to tell you, she said lightly. Your grandma's coming by tomorrow. Connor's shoulders sank. Aw, oh, Mom. I know, she said, but you shouldn't have to make your own breakfast every morning. Every morning, Connor said. How long is she going to be here? Connor, we don't need her here. You know how I get at this point in the treatments, Connor. We've been okay so far. Connor, his mom snapped so harshly it seemed to surprise them both. There was a long silence. And then she smiled again, looking really, really tired. I'll try to keep it as short as possible, okay? She said. I know you don't like giving up your room, and I'm sorry. I wouldn't have asked her if I didn't need her to come, all right? Connor had to sleep on the settee every time his grandmother came to stay. But that wasn't it. He didn't like the way she talked to him, like he was an employee under evaluation, an evaluation he was going to fail. Plus, they had always managed so far, just the two of them, no matter how bad the treatments made her feel, it was the price she paid to get better, so why? Only a couple of nights, his mom said, as if she could read his mind. Don't worry, okay? He picked at the zip on his rucksack, not saying anything, trying to think of other things. And then he remembered the bag of leaves he had stuffed into the rubbish bin. Maybe Grandma staying in his room wasn't the worst thing that could happen. There's the smile I love his mum said, reaching for the kettle as it clicked off. Then she said with mock horror, she's going to be bringing some of her old wigs, if you can believe it. <laughs> she rubbed her bare head with her free hand. I'll look like a zombie Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> I'm going to be late, Connor said, eyeing the clock. Okay, sweetheart, she said, teetering over to kiss him on the forehead. You're a good boy, she said again. I wish you didn't have to be quite so good. As he left to head off for school, he saw her take her tea over to the kitchen window above the sink. And when he opened the front door to leave, he heard her say, There's that old yew tree, as if she was talking to herself. Hey. 
Hey, Katie's Corners listeners, thank you once again so much for listening to the Katie's Corner podcast, keeping up with the books and the chapters as we post them regularly. Um, With 2022, we have some new goals and new adventures that we're hoping to reach here at Katie's Corner. The biggest one is to build a community around what we have going here. So two things. If with whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on, if you could give us a rating, that would be amazing and help with our algorithm to reach more people who might vibe with the content here. But second of all, um, and probably the biggest thing that you can do for us is if you can head over to Instagram and search Katie's Corner with a Z instead of an S after the Katie. Find our page for the official Katie's Corner podcast that will have the same profile picture as what you see on the official podcast. Um, And then if you could give us a follow, like the content that's there if you vibe with it. But most importantly, if you could either through the DMs or through the comments underneath those posts, if you can tell us, tell me what you like about the podcast what you think we could improve on, um, that kind of stuff. Maybe even what books you would love to hear on the podcast. That would be a tremendous help to me and help start growing this community that I kind of hope we can do around this Katie's Corner podcast. So as always, keep reading, keep listening, and I hope you have a good day today. See you later.